What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. Boy, that was a common Bengals W on Sunday. I was there in person, thanks to my friend Drew. Man, it was it was great to see. It was great to be a part of. I was there for the the playoff game last year. Froze my ass off. Just absolutely froze my ass off last year. It was cold this year, but uh, not not nearly as as bad as what we were looking at. Uh, last year so i mean it was a fun experience uh lots of wwe wrestlers were there as well it's what i cover from my day job but we're going to talk a little bit about the game we're going to talk about the bills we're going to talk about what the ravens had what they didn't have what the Bengals didn't have as well that was you know the o-line is in shambles right now and it's very very concerning but sam hubbard man i'll say this watching the game Every Bengals game, it feels like is the same at this point, right? Like there's always that looming threat of self-destruction. Not necessarily something the other team does. It it seems to be like this looming threat of self-destruction. But the defense pulled it out, got a big win on Sunday, playoff win. Now Joe Burrow has as many playoff wins in the last two years as Every uh, Bengals quarterback in the last 40, I think it is, right? Something like that. Wow. I think Zach Taylor has as many playoff wins as any NFL coach. And a big piece of news that came out of this past weekend was Joe Burrow saying he plans on being in Cincinnati his entire career, and he wants Zach Taylor there his whole career. I love it. That makes me happy. And in my lifetime, there have been like a couple people that have said that. Barry Larkin, Joey Votto. You know, King Griffey Jr. wanted to come here. So, I mean, that's cool. I always love that. Jose Rijo wanted to be here. Brandon Phillips wanted to be here. Things didn't work out like that. But it, it is kind of rare to, to see such a, not, not just top tier, he might be the best quarterback. It's him or Mahomes at this point to me. Uh, saying, yeah, I want to be in Cincinnati for the rest of my career. If you are here live, like uh, some of our friends are, drop me a comment. There's no super chats on this or anything like that. I just do this for fun right now. But, man, the game, let's go ahead and talk about the pregame. They tried to say, oh, well, Lamar Jackson isn't going to play. So, I mean, I'm not even getting involved in that whole mess because I'm not going to sit there and tell a pro athlete, Oh yeah, your your knees hurt, so go ahead, brace it up because that's why RG3 is doing pundit stuff and analyzing games instead of playing games right now. So I will never tell an athlete that knows their body better than anybody that they should get and do that. However, um they, they were saying, "Oh, well, it might be Brown, it might be Tyler Huntley." We knew damn well they were not going to play Brown. There was no chance that was going to happen. So I'll tell you the big point of concern. Alex Kappa was out. And and you had all this talk, all this talk of, well, if Lamar Jackson was in the game, they would have won. They would have won. It would have happened. And even the Ravens' own players said that. And uh, first off, I... For... Despite the, the, the fumble that was very crucial, I thought that Tyler Huntley did a very good job and played a good game. He did what he could with what he had. Uh, he played a lot better than expected. But if you're going to sit there and say, 
well, what if what if the Ravens had Lamar Jackson? Well, what if the Bengals had an O line? What if Alex Kappa played? What if Lyle Collins played? What if Jonah Williams played? Oh, by the way, what about Chidobe Awuzie? Because I bet you, bet you, they ain't going through the air nearly as much with Awuzie just flying around out there. Tyler Huntley would have been on the ground a whole lot more in, in that case. So, Joe Burrow got sacked four times. It's the first time since the loss at Cleveland that he's been sacked more than twice. That's concerning. That's very concerning. Now, fortunately, it didn't affect the outcome of the game. And it's it's wild to think that he had a 71% completion rate off that one touchdown. Um, he didn't run the ball as you know, as well as we've seen it in some games. But honestly, the last, I want to say, since since the, the last Cleveland win, after the Kansas City game, he toned down his running quite a bit. He'll, he'll have these two-game periods, like the first two games of the season, uh, week six and week seven, and then there was also week 12 and 13, where he would kind of take off and run the ball a little bit more. And you would see stuff like that, but he did get a rushing touchdown, man. That, that and it's so funny because up on the, the speed leaderboards, he's always among the top. And Jamar Chase has said that he'd gotten really, really fast, which is just really cool to see. But I there this O line forcing you know the the stuff that happened there forces Joe Burrow to get the ball off way quicker, way quicker than uh, than usual, and. In all actuality, I mean, his completion percentage was 12% higher than, than it was last week. I mean, you, you look at this, and out of, gosh, the, the I think 18, 19 games that he played this year already, I think it is the sixth, seventh most. Because, I mean, he's he usually completes the ball pretty well. But what this did was it, uh, somebody asked if I would do an interview with Tom Grassi if asked to do so. I don't know who that is. I'd have to look. But it forces Joe Burrow to get the ball out a lot quicker. So we're getting a lot of bubble screens. We're getting a lot of like five-yard passes. We aren't getting like a lot of really, really long passes. I mean, the longest pass of the night was a 19-yarder to Jamar Chase. Nothing went 20 yards for Joe Burrow. Meanwhile, there were three separate Baltimore receivers that had receptions of 27 yards or more. So that was huh, that was something that I would like to see shored up. And you know, Jonah Williams being out, he's he's got a dislocated kneecap. Now this happened in week five, and he didn't miss any time. I'd be shocked if he could play. If you you have that a second time, man, I'd be really surprised. I saw Colin Coward says, oh, well, they might get Kappa back. We ain't getting Kappa back, buddy. He's still doing rehab on that ankle. He ain't coming back. We'll be we'll be very, very lucky if in two weeks. Uh, we'll be very lucky if that happens. And Ted Karras has been very transparent about you know what this means. He says, not an optimal situation. It is not ideal. Man. Bengals still pull off a victory. Um, another big concern I have, and it's been a concern that I've had, is Joe Mixon. 
three and a half yards of carry. He got the ball 11 times, 39 yards. He got a couple of first downs that were necessary, but if you hand the ball off to him on first down, you're almost guaranteeing you're going to get stopped for two yards. Again, I love that he's he's a very successful catching back. He catches the ball. He'll, he'll dart through there. Cool. Cool. But, man. And you, can, you can't blame the O-line, man. Can't wait for that. He's just inconsistent. Man, there are some games and he looks like one of the best running backs in the league. Then there are other games where you're like, man, is like what what's going on? And I love, I love the way the guy plays. He gets up and he busts his ass all the time. But I've I've got real concerns at running back for the Bengals. Don't have a concern at, at tight end because Hayden Hurst is probably coming back next year. Obviously, no concern at wide receiver. I mean, Trenton Irwin didn't even play. I don't think he didn't get a single target, anything like that. And uh, he's probably going to get, get some looks. I think they need a new uh, return man. Uh, I mean, Travion did all right, but Trent Taylor not, wasn't keen on that. Not, not a lot that that's very inspiring there. Evan McPherson missing that extra point brother. What is going on here? What is going on? Now, when you you take a look at at a lot of of his numbers, they honestly they they match up a lot compared to last year. They're they're not that different as far as that concern that's concerned. But if like they would have lost by a point, could you imagine like how big that would have been? Or if it was a tie game, if it's a tie game, woof, man. But like in the regular season, he had, I think, an 83, uh, roughly 82% uh, field goal percentage. And, uh, of course, he made that one last night. But, I mean, he made 14 in the playoffs last year. Like, he killed it last year. So, I mean, you, you look at those numbers and you're like, okay, so even though the regular season, and if you if you take away that horrible first game where they had a long snapper that they didn't, they didn't believe in, they they couldn't use because their original got hurt. Well, that that plays a big role, and that would put his regular season numbers up there. But when you add in 14 out of 14 in the postseason, six out of six extra points, okay, well, his, his extra point percentage was down five full percent in the regular season, and he missed another one. So I'm hoping that he rebounds, obviously, because these – Extra points are no longer gimmies for him. And again, I completely erased the first game of the season. You can't, you can't judge based on that. And again, as Stellar Justin Lopez says, could be Brett Maher, could be worse. Pro Wrestling Podcast says, where are the super chats? I don't do them on here because uh, we're not at that stage yet. Please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. I will get to this question shortly, but. Let's talk about what changed that game. Let's change. Let's talk about what changed that game. Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson, and Sam Hubbard changed this game. And I, Jermaine Pratt deserves his flowers. He is just as important as the other two men on that field. He and Logan Wilson, like Dikembe Mutombo'd Tyler Huntley's ass. 
just completely blocked him from getting into the end zone on a play that we saw Trevor Lawrence do the night before. But what a game that was. If if they don't silhouette that Trevor Lawrence dive into the end zone, what are we even doing here? But Logan Wilson knocks the ball out. It could not have been more perfect. Live, I'm sitting there watching Sam Hubbard just chugging up and down that <laughs> up and down. And Mark Andrews, buddy, he was getting it. <laughs> Mark Andrews was flying, bro. I thought for sure Andrews was going to catch him, even with three blockers. You had three blockers and nobody, nobody was blocking until the end. And then when the block happened, he's like, ah, I was waiting for the flag, bro. Waiting for the flag. And Sam Hubbard scores. Oh, man. What an incredible play. That is the most incredible play I've seen. I, I will say this. In the very moment, live, I was probably more excited uh, by the interception that ended the Raiders game last year. And that's just because, one, one, I couldn't even tell it was an interception live. We just knew that they didn't complete the pass. Myself and a good friend of the show, Jeff Hawkins. But it was the first playoff win in forever. It felt like something got broken. This year, even though there was a backup quarterback, it feels like, okay, this isn't a fluke. There's no way it's a fluke. Nothing. So, this was just so special to see. And this is what helped put the icing on it. Now, I mean, the way that this game was going, you just knew if somebody got the ball, they were holding on to it for like a good five, six minutes, man. These are ugly games. They're not the most enjoyable games to watch. These these games, especially with backup quarterbacks where they're, they're running down the clock pretty heavily. But man, the first, gosh, the first uh, touchdown for Sam Hubbard since his rookie season, I think, when he scored off of a fumble. But it wasn't an NFL record at 98 yards. Ace Shock says, are the Bengals front office good? Joe Burrow says they're good, and I'll, I'll trust Joe Burrow. <laughs> Eli and Peyton's reaction to four PAT misses was hilarious. I also love Peyton Manning saying, the biggest myth is the halftime adjustment. He's like, you eat a couple oranges, you use the restroom, you get back out there. <laughs> Just amazing, right? Amazing. But uh, yeah, that play was special. And to be there and witness it, oh my God, man. I was just screaming. I, I posted my reactions on the Common Bengals W Twitter, for the love of God. And um, you, you just look at that and you go, okay, they're putting this one away. They're putting this one away. And that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see. The defense wins games back-to-back -back weeks. Now, let's talk about the Bills. Because this plays, this goes hand and hand. Hand and hand. Somebody says, what about Burrow for Stafford in the first? No, you take no calls on Joe Burrow. Buffalo Bills win. Very close game against the Miami Dolphins. And hey, this is Buffalo Bills at home too. Josh Allen turns the ball over a lot. 
a lot. And the Bengals defense is very, very underrated. Now, if I mean this legitimately, if the Bengals had Shadobe Awuzie, I would think, I, honestly, I, I wouldn't think that the, the Bills, I wouldn't even give them a chance. And I know that's weird to say, but I loved how the Bengals looked a couple weeks ago. But a couple weeks ago is a lot different than now. Alex Kappa, Jonah Williams are gone. So that, that incredible looking drive that they went on ain't there. So you look at Josh Allen. He got sacked seven times. He threw two picks. And he fumbled a bunch of times. Well, what happened the week before? He threw a pick. No big deal. That happens. What happened the week before that, though? He threw two picks. He fumbled the ball. What happened the week before that? Well, he didn't throw any picks, but he fumbled the ball twice. Come on, man. If they do that, if he has if he has three turnovers against the Bengals, they ain't winning. They ain't winning. Eli Apple playing. So the thing is, Eli Apple had a good season, but he got absolutely smoked. Absolutely smoked. Brutalized. Man, just cooked. But here's the thing that I look at. First off, this game should be neutral site. Neutral location or a coin flip at best. The Bengals, you can't predict what was going to happen in the Monday Night Football game, but the Bengals should not be punished for that. And the Bengals were punished for that. Gary says, UK viewer question. Can you explain why there's a W in the channel name? Uh, there's a lot of times on Twitter, you'll see somebody do something good and they'll say, uh, like, if the Bengals do something good, they'd say, common Bengals W, which means win. There you go. But, where was I? What was I doing? Oh, yeah. You can't you can't predict what happened to DeMar Hamlin. And we're also so happy that he, he's doing better. But I'll tell you what's going to happen Sunday. I can see it from a mile away. As his GoFundMe is about to hit $9 million. I know what's going to happen. He watched the game from his house this past week. They are going to bring DeMar Hamlin on the field. That crowd, an already pumped up Bills Mafia. They are going to bring him on the field. And he's going to pump everybody up. And the Buffalo Bills are going to turn into 11, 12 Kool-Aid men in a row, just about to run through a goddamn wall. So the Bengals better bring it. They better bring an intensity because DeMar Hamlin is going to pump that team up, man. I know it won't be anything malicious against the Bengals, but the circumstances are, are right there. They are right there, man. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody had mentioned the McPherson thing. Yeah, if you factor in the playoffs, his field goal percentage is down. And, and you eliminate the first game. I wouldn't eliminate that first game. But his field goal percentage is down a good 6%. His extra point percentage is down a good 6%. That's a problem for me. That's a big problem for me. Now I, I ain't saying cut the guy. You you let you make sure that we see that he's like 
he's still better than a lot of kickers, right? And they spent a fifth round on him. Oh man. Saw um saw a lot of pundits saying, Oh, well, if the Ravens had so and so, they would have won. Well, you know what? They didn't. And they didn't win. And they wouldn't have won if they had Lamar Jackson and if the Bengals had all their players healthy. It just wouldn't have happened. Would not have happened. And uh we see Ben Baby reporting that the Bengals owner, Mike Brown does want to keep Joe Burrow for the long haul. He said, we certainly want it to be here. I think his window will extend over his whole career. Uh, but there is the fact that when you don't have to pay the quarterback some extraordinary amount, it leaves room to pay more and you can keep more players that are good players. Now, first off, Mike Brown needs to shut the fuck up about that. No. No. You pay him. You pay him. You pay him whatever he wants for as long as he wants. Shut the hell up. This is the reason why we've won playoff games. Because you didn't do it with Carson Palmer or Andy Dalton or John Kitna or, or Fitzpatrick or Akili Smith or Jeff Blake and for the ass end of Boomer Esiason's career. You pay him. Whatever he wants. And you do it for the next 10 years. Period. You pay him. And then the Bengals go to multiple Super Bowls. Gary says, do you know what's going on with Derek Carr and him leaving? So I am so fascinated by this Bengals or not the Bengals, the, the quarterback situation for this offseason. Like, oh my God, man. Look at, look at, Derek Carr's leaving. He's hitting the bricks. Like, he's long gone. What's going to go on with Aaron Rodgers? Well, they've had those conversations, obviously. But, like, we don't know what what's going to happen with him. I, th I think he's still going to play. He won the MVP last year. Tom Brady. I think he's coming back. I think he's coming back. Lamar Jackson, what happens with him? Does he get franchise tagged? Okay. Brock Purdy is the last pick in the draft, and he took the job away from a third round or a third overall pick. That's Brock Purdy's job now. And as a result, Jimmy G, they don't need him there. They got their backup. So you got two effective starting quarterbacks in San Francisco. I mean, Trey Lance hasn't really proved anything. Geno came out of obscurity and led a team to the playoffs that wasn't supposed to be good. Baker Mayfield auditioned again. I'm going to take a look at his numbers. I, I admittedly have not um, checked out like his, his performance of late, but let's take a look. In LA, he completed 63% percentage of his passes, which is almost a career high outside of his rookie year. Four touchdowns to two picks. I think it I think if you're 27, 28 years old, first overall pick, he's worth a look. He's worth a look for somebody. Maybe he competes for a back, backup job. Okay, Russell Wilson was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. What happens there? What happens there? Is Deshaun Watson any good for any period of time? 
well, we we don't really know. We saw him come back for a brief amount of time this year, yeah, and he did sub sixty completion percentage, seven touchdown, five picks. Um, his legs still seemed like they were there, at least comparable to what we saw before he left. Okay, so what the hell's happening there? Where's Jimmy Garoppolo go? Do they pay? Do the Giants pay Daniel Jones? I also put on there, where does Andy Dalton start nine, nine games at? Because you know what's going to happen. Dalton, wherever Dalton goes, he's starting eight or nine games. What, what do the Bears do? They got the number one overall pick. They're going to get they're going to get some offers there. You go with Justin Fields, obviously, but if you're not interested in taking whoever's there at number one, well, by God. And let me tell you, I've watched Will Levis play. My, my BFF, who knows a lot more about college football than me, swears up and down that he's got upside and all that stuff. I just haven't seen it this year. And this is the first year I tried to even watch Kentucky football. But compared to the NFL quarterbacks I see, I haven't seen what the scouts see, who obviously know a lot better than me. But are the Jets moving on at quarterback? Are they going to get rid of Zach Wilson? Are they going to give him another crack at it? I'm so interested this offseason. So interested. Hopefully they trade Lamar Jackson to a team far away from the from the north. I mean, look, the both the Bengals or the, the Steelers and the Browns performed a lot better than I thought they were going to perform. Steelers had a winning season. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky didn't do great. He'll he'll land uh, a backup job, but Kenny Pickett did all right. I mean, he'll he'll grow. Obviously, you can't you can't throw that many picks, like compared to how many touchdowns you're throwing. Obviously, they got to get their run game going back again. Najee Harris was disappointing, but same could be said for for the Bengals. They got to get their run game going. Man. Rodgers goes to the Raiders and joins Adams. Boy, <laughs> but Devontae Adams would be pretty thrilled. Would Carr still be a good pickup for people? Do people think? I mean, I don't think that there are 32 better quarterbacks than him. But the way that he performed the last four weeks that he was playing, that wasn't the Derek Carr that made the playoffs, man. Uh, that, that wasn't that. And I mean, there... When have we ever seen any real sustained success out of Derek Carr? He had a great season in 2016. He had a decent season in in 2020 with the Raiders as far as getting them anywhere. He he personally had a great season in 2019, but it wasn't enough. Like he has had some really good seasons, but the rest of the team didn't necessarily show up. Last year, pretty solid season, made the playoffs. But this we, this season was very, very inconsistent. Jared Goff, man, good for Jared Goff is all I can say. The the I, I loved how competitive this season was. I loved that. And I loved the reemergence of a few quarterbacks. I loved Baker getting another crack at it and doing well. 
I love Jared Goff coming out and being like, no, I was a first overall pick, and I'm going to play like it. And he played like it. He played his ass off. And he didn't play bad last year. I didn't think. He's had a really terrible team. If he had a better team behind him, I think that his numbers look a lot better. But, I mean, the Rams were good with him. But he was throwing too many picks back then. Like, he was completing his passes. He was getting into the end zone. Man, he was throwing an awful lot of picks. And uh, last year, he just had no protection. He got hammered last year. And this year, he looked good. Good for him. He looked really, really great. And um, I, I, I just love it. I love the chaos that threw that we got thrown into the quarterback situations in the NFL. Like we could see more substantial, uh, substantial quarterback moves than we've ever seen. Very excited for it. Somebody says, yeah, but it's the lions. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, anyway, uh, Buffalo bills, if they turn the ball over as much as they have been, Oh boy. And if I, so I don't think that the Bengals will be able to get to him the way that, that the dolphins did. I just really don't. Uh, the Bengals haven't like, like had a ton of, I mean, they, the sack totals were 30 for the Bengals, 44 for the opposition this year. So, I mean, It'd be it'd be surprising to me if the Bengals sacked anybody that many times, but you know, I I guess we'll see. I'm excited though. I'm excited that we got a common Bengals W this past Sunday. I need another one this Sunday. I'm not going to the game. I saw somebody asking. Not going to that game. Might still try to go from San Antonio to Kansas City. The next weekend, we'll see. I've got the rumble to cover, but oh man, common Bengals W. The O line. Let's go. Till next time, we're out.